Blog Talk Radio. I've got some good news, I've got some bad news, and I've got some more good news. So I don't want, I'm not sure which you want to hear first, um, but I'm going to put it out there in any way I see fit. Um, you know, the things that are going on in America right now are, I have to laugh at. You know, I, I really, really do. You know, I mean, well, not in every case, but a lot of cases, I have to laugh at this stuff. You know, here we are. After the election, and I've, I've, the Wednesday after the election, I was purposely quiet. Okay, last week. Last week. Yeah, see, this is the 16th. Yeah, last week. Well, purposely and, you know, accidentally. Had some issues taking care of, you know, business and things like that. So, purposely and accidentally. I was not planning on running a show on the 9th after the election. And it came to happen that it wasn't going to proceed anyway. Life is what it is, and, you know, we all got bills to pay, and this one actually happens to be on the back burner sometimes. But here I am, I'm back. Keepers Mind Goals back on the air again. But this stuff, I got to laugh at this stuff. I mean, you know, people want to put a safety pin on their lapel or whatever it happens to be, you know, wear one on their shirt. Or I mean, really... The guy that invented the safety pin also invented the gun. And, you know, if you don't do your research, uh, hello, come on, this is, this is classic stuff. You can't make this stuff up classic. You know, college students in, in you know, in this state and that state, and namely California and New York, the liberal capital ends of, <laughs> excuse me, of, you know, where we live in this great country of the United States of America can't handle the fact that Hillary Clinton lost. And, uh, you know, obviously she couldn't either. And I don't know how many people are talking about this stuff or or even bringing up, you know, how ridiculous you know, these reactions are. And I, at the same time, I'm going, why are we even putting this stuff out there? Like it's any sort of, it has any sort of legitimacy to the way America should be going. I mean, this is, this, these reactions are the, the failed experiment of everybody gets a trophy. I really believe that. You're special. You didn't get, you know, you didn't place first, but you still got a trophy. No. When when I was a kid playing soccer in AYSO, America's Youth Soccer Organization, if I didn't win at least third place, I didn't get a trophy. I got a certificate of participation, which meant that to me that I needed to try harder. I needed to get better. 
to be able to get to be able to have a trophy because I wanted a trophy. And later on, as I got a little bit older, I, I ended up getting a trophy for participation. I'm, I mean, I didn't do anything for a trophy, but it was cool to have. Yeah, okay. And I looked at them when I had them, and I was like, you know, I really didn't do anything to earn this. You know, here we are giving our kids a false sense of accomplishment. You know, second place is the first loser. It just means you need to work harder to get where you want to get to. One of the pieces of bad news, or the only piece of bad news I'm going to bring you tonight, um, is that Lady Liberty could not be with us. Um, She had to reschedule at the very, I mean, literally the last minute because she has to go straighten out a youngster. And when it comes to her kids, she's all about that, and I have no problems going, oh, bummer. All right, well, go take care of business, and we'll get back together. Not a problem. Dynamite Lady. Um, people might know her as you know under another name, and she is apologetic about not being able to be here because she even said, you're going to hate me. But no, I don't hate her. I respect her very much. And she and I have occasionally different views about things, but we respect each other. And we don't have to agree to like or respect each other. And that's awesome. That's that's something that I want people to understand. You don't have to agree with somebody to like or respect them. And that's very important, especially with what is going on right now in our political spectrum of things, okay? Huge, huge, enormous power shifts going on in Washington, D.C. right now. Some of the appointments um, would lean to conservatives going, oh, my God, what are you doing? And the establishment going, oh, okay, yeah, he is actually one of us. But the thing is, the president-elect is not appointing people that have traditionally been appointed or embraced. Everything that he does and has done is in-your-face establishment, pretty much an FU or an FO at the very least. Um, I mean, there's there's reports coming off of CNN, which is the Clinton News Network, and I, I despise them, but there's reports coming off of their, their network saying that um, the, the, the Trump administration is looking to request that Ted Cruz be attorney general. I would be absolutely all for that. Absolutely all for that. And we'll find out if it's true in the next coming days. But please, yes, absolutely. We don't need Loretta Lynch in in there anymore. Gone. Bye. See ya. Hasta. Go. Get the hell out. We don't need you. Having this guy Bennett and Harry Reid coming up, oh, no, and, and and Pelosi coming out there and saying, "Oh no, he's just go, he's just pushing the racist and bigoted divide." Really, lady, are you kidding me? Did you forget that the Democratic Party is the one that actually founded the KKK, and they were the militaristic arm of the De- Democratic Party? Do you even know that? Probably not, because you're not about to pay attention to history. You're more worried about getting reelected, which is something else that hopefully. President-elect Trump will do, which is establish uh, term limits for Congress. Six years max, go. 
you're in, you're out, bye. Because maybe then, maybe then you would understand what it is like to live under the law that you are pushing against everybody else but yourselves. Because you're so special. You're elite. You know, you don't have to, you know, subscribe to the Affordable Health Care Act, which is a bunch of junk which needs to go. No, no, can't have that. You can't. No, 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 no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Donald Trump was never accused of being a racist until he ran for president. And how often did the mainstream media say, "Oh, he's done. He's done." You know, he just, you know, he just nailed it on the last coffin and last nail in his coffin. But yet here he is, president-elect. He does not conform to the political norms that everybody in the establishment is used to and subscribes to, and he's blowing it all up. He is destroying every barrier and every foundation that has ever been put there that needs to be gone because everybody in America sees that where America is heading is the wrong direction. And here comes Donald Trump with a bulldozer because he's a construction guy and wants to go build things and get rid of the old stuff and do something new. What's wrong with that? Do something different. Yes, there is actual value in historical buildings. There is. Let's put this on a historical society map someplace and have people come visit it and make sure that it's put back together. You know, if, if somebody buys something like that and, and have it put back together in the way it was back then, understand it, love it, awesome, big props to you. But the political establishment that has been going on for the last 170 years needs to be gone. Good old boy network. Glad-handing, shoulder-slapping, back-rubbing, scratching, and all that. Gone. Get rid of it. America is tired of the crap that's going on. You know it. And the people that are protesting are only protesting and crying about things that may or may not even happen. People haven't been starting to, you know, nobody's been deported yet. Oh, my God, I'm paranoid. I mean, when you talk about the conservative side, when, when media talks about the conservative, the conservative side, the right-wing side, all they talk about, oh, you know, they're paranoid and scared, and, you know, all they do is, like, you know, you know, huddle in dark places with their guns and all that stuff. No. If there was really a threat from any conservative uh, individual, person, place, group, I don't care. You would know it by now. You would have an overwhelming opposition to whatever the garbage is that is going on. But you have all these people out there protesting and rioting and burning cop cars and burning trash dumpsters and killing kids and keeping ambulances from getting to the next hospital because you're so fucking, ah, so selfish. This is a PG-13 show. So you're going to hear from time to time and expletive, and I don't mean for all of them to get out, but forgive me. You can't have this stuff. You really can't. I mean, it is so upsetting to me that you know a four-year-old's four-year-old's father was you know ended up dying because he couldn't get to the hospital. You know, you, you want to stop a, 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 a mother from getting to the hospital. Because you're too busy, worried about yourself. 
And, oh, my God, I mean, we got to go burn something down, and we got to go break into another building. You guys are trashing your own neighborhoods because a whole bunch of other people have been bust in to get you to this level of excitement and violence. But you've been programmed by the mainstream media to accept it. That's how that's what we got to do. All these people, you know, uh, you know, how many people on the Democratic side, oh, we got to get to unity and we got to unite and everything and we're willing to, yeah, de Blasio, de blah, 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 Blasio. We're going to stand shoulder to shoulder with Republicans and we will get united about things that we agree with. That you agree with. That's your little loophole, if anybody heard him today. Oh, my God. I couldn't, I couldn't believe this when I heard this. When I heard his press conference today. All right, I got to take a break, take a step back. You know, I want to play something I haven't played in a while because it is actually still relevant. Um, and I got to get with Joe. I really do got to get with Joe. Smoking Joe Thunder and his no good friends. And I, I know my producer knows what I want to play. I'm sure she's scanning through the myriad of files that we have here on Keeper's Mind Pool. To find bang bang, you know it, it. It it really makes me mad, and I gotta laugh. I try and laugh at it, but some of it is just is, is infuriating. You know, if you want to wear a safety pin on your lapel because you need a safe space, and you just you need a therapy animal, and you want to have like a quiet room or a cry room, or you want to have a sit in or a cry in or whatever it happens to be, because your candidate lost. You're. you're You just you gotta you gotta breathe. You gotta breathe. You gotta laugh at the stuff. Okay. Um, we're gonna play bang bang, and then I'm gonna take a couple of calls. So please please do not go away. I need to take a break, uh, take a breath, and step back just a little bit because I don't like getting that violent or that loud. So please give a listen to this. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Plenty more keepers line pool coming up right after. Blue. And when the day is done, 
Smoking Joe Thunder and his no good friends right there. Check him out on Facebook. Check him out on uh, ReverbNation.com. Look him up. Smoking Joe Thunder and his no good friends. Uh, F-R-E-N-Z. I got to get back. You know, I keep saying that I got to get back in touch with him and call him and find out what's going on. But I'm like, dude. You know, you're gonna re, you know, remix this stuff and bring it back out. Come on, give me the information. Get to me. You got my phone number, brother. Come on. I know you hear my show. Ah, oh, man, it's been a crazy week. Crazy couple of weeks here on Keepers Mindful. Um, I'm gonna drop another announcement right now. Uh, if you like what you hear on this program, you're gonna hear more of this on the WINN network beginning six days from today. This coming Tuesday, I'm going to be on WIN, and you'll get the advertisements. It'll be on Keepers Mindful, the Facebook page. Please look that up. It will also be posted on uh, the Twitter page at Mindful, so look that up as well. If you like the show, please click the follow button if you're listening live right now through Blog Talk. You can also download this program at iTunes, and you can straight listen to without downloading it at uh, Spreaker.com. Just listen to the program, search for it, it's there. I, I appreciate your support. I know what it takes to get here to listen, so I do appreciate that. Share with your friends. Um, get them to call in and, and pay attention to the show. The phone number is 424 258 Nine two two zero, and I think we have a caller on the line right now. Goes by the name of Terry. I'd like to go ahead and bring them on, male or female. You never know with that name, and I don't want to assume. So, Terry, are you there? Keeper. Hey, there we go. What's going on, Terry? Hey, Keeper. What's up, man? Just no oh, Terry. Oh, I know. Yeah. See, this voice. I know this voice, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. You know that voice. <laughs> okay, this exactly. is actually Perry with a P, P-E-R-R-Y. And, and this is the owner of Cobbs Creek Diner where I love to eat fabulous barbecue that you cannot beat anywhere on the planet. This, I mean, it is so, so good. Down-home cooking that you don't know. If you're ever in Matthews or close to Matthews, check this food out, Cobbs Creek Diner. We play a commercial for this food because it is that good. What's on your mind, Perry? Well, I was just sitting here listening to you, Keeper, and uh, you were talking about it, you know, if they were worried about the conservatives, you know. And I'm like, what's wrong with people? Uh, take the word itself, conservatives. You know? Laid back, easy. Then you take the word liberal, and it, the actions of those people today are definitely... Uh, Living up to the, you know, living up to the title. Yeah, you know, I would. The only, like, the only difference that I would suggest would would be instead of liberal, progressives, because they're pushing yeah. something and progressively pushing something that doesn't make a whole lot of sense for the rest of us. Very, very true. But, very true. Very. I mean, I yeah, know where you're I going. Mean, I mean. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, like you said, if we wanted to, we, you know. We're ready and able, and we just we just lay back and and we want to defend ourselves, defend our constitution, defend what's right. You don't see none of them going in here and, and looting and rioting, 
you, you just don't see it. The, the conservative people, the conservative foe are going to take care of themselves, are going to to their home, their family, their land. Personal you know? responsibility. Yeah, it's just the nature of the of the person themselves, and, and to say that they're they're evil, that they're bad, you know, that they're going to do this and, and cause this. I mean, it's unwarranted. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I I've heard at least at least half a dozen people, maybe more. Suggest to me the the argument on the conservative side. Okay, if Hillary Clinton had won, conservatives are looking at all right. Well, she's going to go after the guns. She's going to curtail the Second Amendment. Would curtail freedom of speech. Would completely obliterate you know a couple of other you know constitutional amendments and articles. Okay, and on the other side, these liberal progressive uh, anarchists that are actually, you know, destroying things are saying the same thing. Okay, that Donald Trump's going to go after the Second Amendment. He's going <laughs> to curtail our freedom of speech. You know, he's going to no. Okay, it it really surprises me when I look at this stuff and I hear these arguments. Okay, because they want to they and when I say they, I'm going to generalize here with the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party has always put on a facade that says the Republican Party is racist, bigoted, uh, and all of these things. When we look through history and actually pay attention to what history tells us, that, that is the exact opposite of the actual history, the actual facts of the matter. You know, who was it just, what, two, three days ago that came on national television uh, saying that this was a white lash. Donald Trump being elected was a white lash. I couldn't believe this. This is one of the one of those reverse racism, you know, kind of statements. It yeah. wasn't a white lash. The people that put Donald Trump over the top, believe it or not, were Hispanics and black America. It was Asians. Okay, and yes, there were, uh, quote-unquote, according to mainstream media, un- college-educated white Americans, white men. But they fail to take into consideration the fact that there's a whole bunch of white women, a whole bunch of black women, a whole bunch of Asian women, a whole bunch of Hispanic women that went and voted for Donald Trump too. This is the propaganda that I'm talking about. Exactly. And, and, and I mean, all the numbers were up. I mean, numbers don't lie. In every poll you saw, everybody... Well, I guess if you're looking at the right channel or listening to the right news, you know, every one of them yeah. said all of those categories was up for Donald Trump. All but of yet them. they still you know, want to argue. And here, here, do you know why, Perry? Do you know why those numbers were up? Do you, I mean, just out of curiosity, do you have you know any kind of an idea why the, the numbers for, for black people for Donald Trump were up and women for Donald Trump were up and Hispanics? Well, well, he, those people are, can see can see the writing on the wall. We're going nowhere. This country's going nowhere. The economy, the jobs, everything. Well, there's that too. But when you look at you know how media portrays anything, okay, 
Yeah. Let me. Well, I'm going to break this down here really quick. Okay. ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC. Okay. All of those um, college-educated um, journalists and reporters all follow and enjoy the same clique. They're all, you know, they all go to dinner. They all go to the same parties. They all, you know, bounce the same stuff off of each other's head. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why during the election, they were all saying that Hillary Clinton was going to win by a landslide. But then come to find out by 11 p.m., 12 midnight, they they were speechless. They couldn't believe. Oh, my God. Because they're all in the same clique. And people already do not you know, believe the media that's going on. Case in point, New York Times saying, well, we're going to rededicate ourselves to being truthful. Really? Right. Sell, me, sell me another bridge out of Brooklyn. Well, you've been I mean, lying all this time. <laughs> we, know, we know they're full of trap. We do. Okay? And when, when you can see the writing on the wall, when you see because of social media – that this news station and this news station and this news station and another one and another one and another, seven or ten or fifteen even, say the same words in maybe just a little, little different way, you know they're getting programmed. They're, you know they're getting dictated to, and people get it. We're not as stupid as the Democratic Party would like us to believe. Exactly. Or like, I mean, you know, they, they can believe all they want. Yeah, and, they went you know, as far the, this time to um, to even Donald, get, Donald Trump get actually them. spoke. Okay, the reason. He, he, do you remember Hillary Clinton's one of her speeches? I don't feel no ways tired. I mean, she was yeah. she was trying to trying to be something she isn't, and Donald Trump came to the same group of people, and he spoke to them. As himself, he didn't pose. He didn't play. He, Al Gore, did the same thing, trying to talk like them. You can't. Yeah, uh, people can see through that. I mean, you, you give Donald Trump the the, the de- well, like say the devil is due. He was straightforward. Shoot, shoot from the hip. Said what he said, and I believe he'll deliver. And that's one thing I think. I haven't seen in a long time as president. I, I believe he will deliver. We'll see. But I, I truly believe that. You know, what, there's a lot of people that are still keeping an eye on him, still wary. You know, and some of the what he did with Chris Christie, you know, dude, get out of here. You're hiring lobbyists that I don't want trying to buy me. That's not part of what I've been doing. No, that's not what's good for America. That was one of the best moves that I have seen him do. If he actually does choose um, uh, Ted Cruz as attorney general, or hopefully Ted Cruz will say yes to that, because that would be fantastic. Every time Donald Trump, president-elect Donald Trump, makes a choice, the more of a conniption fit the Democratic Party has, the bigger the fit that the media has, I'm all for. I I mean – it blows everything out of the water. It puts everything back on a, a more level ground. People like me, you know, trying to get, you know, trying to, you know, break some kind of imaginary glass ceiling and get out there and have more, my voice heard and my opinion heard, like Hannity or <laughs> Rush Limbaugh. Um, 
that's where I want to go with this because it does. You know, New York Times came out with, with something saying that um, the, the uh, Trump um, you know, transition team is in turmoil. They're not in turmoil. They're actually not. Trump knows exactly what he's doing. He is running this as a business. And America must be run as a business. We can't continue to run a, a $6 trillion deficit. I mean, uh, I mean, Perry, you, you, you run a business, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So when you're looking at, you know, dollars and cents here, all right, you've got this much money coming in and you've got this much money going out. All right. So if the money that's coming in is less than the money that's going out, you're not able to survive, really. You're not, you know, doing anything either for yourself, your family, or things like that. So what are you going to do? You're going to make cuts to make sure or at least, you know, at least make the bottom line so that everything is equal. And that's how Donald Trump is running this business. Can you argue with that? No, you you can't argue with that. And, And to say they're in turmoil, well, I guess you would say they're in turmoil because the country is in such bad shape. He's not wasting no time. I don't think he's in turmoil. I think he's got to move, and he's moving fast, and that's what he's. Doing. I mean, it, this is this is you know kind of like you know battle tactics, you know, in, in the political re- arena, you've got to hit fast, you've got to hit hard, you know, in business in the business world, you've got to hit fast, you've got to hit hard. The political arena is not used to this. They're used to you know everybody going along and doing the same thing because this is the way it's always been done, and those are the some of the most dangerous words ever. Well, we do this because it's always been done this way. Let's blow it up. Let's do something different because, like I said, America sees it. We're tired of it. And if anybody wants to come to me, and and I posted this earlier on my personal page, Robert Kilpatrick. You can find it. It's no big deal. Uh, This this came out in the Gazette uh, a couple days ago where the majority of people in, in Gloucester County and Matthews County, a couple others, I can't see it because of what it is. I didn't actually see the report or, or the, the, the newspaper itself, but it's been told to me that it came out in the Gazette. I'll get something, hopefully, from Tracy. And if you're listening, girl, you know who I'm talking about. Um, it overwhelmingly won the popular vote. And when you look at the stuff and, and, you know, the thing is, you know, again, you know, the mainstream media, they can't fathom this. And they're not going to learn from this. They're not going to sit there and go, okay, well, maybe we should start paying attention to the people of what they're actually saying. No, no, no. They're still making money. They're going to put sensational titles out there so that you buy their fighting. paper. The media is still fighting. Even after the yeah. election, a week or so, I mean, they're fighting it tooth and nail. Everything they can find, anything they can find. Any any appointment, yeah, exactly. Any appointment that Donald Trump makes, Secretary of State, Secretary, or you know, uh, 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 Secretary of Staff, Attorney General, he, the, everything that he does is going to be put under a microscope and belittled and degraded, and you know, I don't know, I don't want to word use the word besmirched because it's been overused, but. That's exactly the kind of thing that's going to happen. We still got to pay attention. We still got to keep an eye on what he does. 
because he is going into Washington, D.C. with a bulldozer, and they don't know how to handle it. The establishment is lost. Everything they've tried has not stopped what he's done, what he's been through, what he's going through, what he's going to do. We still got to stand behind it because some feel as though he has has taken the call to deport illegal aliens, to put up a wall, to uh, abolish and repeal Obamacare, all of these things. They think that he has grabbed onto that just to get elected. And I'm, I don't feel that way 100% because there are, there are parts of Obozocare, and I can't stand that dude's name, that I do appreciate. The Democrats, of course, were all for it, you know, because Obozo was a Democrat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have the experience. Nobody has the experience to be president. Not even Hillary Clinton had the experience to be president, obviously, because he had a full-on meltdown crying, you know, into a chair from like, you know, 11.30 until like 6 in the morning, couldn't get herself together to, you know, you know, produce a concession speech. John Podesta had to come out there and say, uh, yeah, well, sorry, everybody, you know, she's not going to come out. Go ahead and go home. Yeah, that was sad. I, I knew that. Um, that, yeah, t- that, that right there sad. told Yeah, that told me right there that she did not have the intestinal fortitude or the mental fortitude to be president of the United States, which I've known all along. Oh, she didn't give a confession speech. She crying and tearing up and, and all of that stuff, throwing things. And uh, there's a couple of rumors out there where she was drunk and, you know, she had to be sedated or physically uh, uh, restrained or what. can't corroborate that. But, I mean, she did have a meltdown. She could not actually bring herself to come out and talk to her people that supported her. No, 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 no candidate in history has ever done that. And yeah, I granted. All right. I'll give her some respect here because she has tried to be president since she was in high school. I get that. But she <laughs> tried to get there in such an underhanded way across the board. Well, she thought this was handed to her. She thought she had to, she was just going to go through the motions and, be president. Yeah. But uh, and something else happened. It's called We the People. And, and you know, people actually spoke in volumes. Even the Democratic Party's numbers were down. You know, Democratic, you know, the Democratic side of the aisle stayed home. They didn't want to vote because they couldn't actually get behind her. They, of course, hoped that she would win, but didn't actually go out there and vote. And again, when you're looking at it, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily Republicans or conservatives or even independents that put her over the top. It was people that, you know, knew that continuing at the very minimum of four more years of the Obozo administration was a bad thing. That 76% of America thought that we were heading in the wrong direction, which is the direction that was we were heading in is a more global world, open borders, um, trade where, you know, if you live in the United States, you could actually go to Mexico and get a job that actually paid you some decent wage, but you're going to get treated like crap. No. 
I mean, if if President-elect Trump's tax plan goes into effect, three tiers, as opposed to seven. And this is just this is just a rough breakdown because I'm still looking into this. The 15% corporate tax. Okay, if you are a corporation, you're going to get a 15% corporate tax. The bottom line, even if you are paying your employees a minimum wage or even a a, a decent wage, which hopefully that will happen, you're still going to be raking in a whole bunch of money because that will then be the lowest, if not one of the lowest tax rates in anywhere in the world. Okay, if your product is worth its weight in salt, you're going to still be making money. Top 1%, top 2%, top 3%, I think it's 20%. If you don't make a certain amount of money, you're not paying any taxes at all. I mean, if you're not making $35,000, a year, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, you're not paying any federal income tax, which you shouldn't be paying anyway in my personal opinion, countries around the world get their government tax from sales. That's the way it's been done. It's kind of why we have the tax situation that we've got here in America is because that stems from the Boston Tea Party, 3% tax on tea, which is business sales. Which is also why we now have coffee, which is absolutely fantastic. But people don't understand this. I, I don't even understand all this. I got to dig into this stuff. Um, Perry, I think somebody else is on the line. You going to stick around? Or you got to go. Oh uh, well, we're getting ready to shut down here in a minute, so I'm going to have to get ready to go in a few minutes. So, but it's been all good right. talking well, just, with you and listening at you. All right. Well, thank you for being here. I appreciate the call in. We're going to bring All in, right, I think it's, uh, hey, are you going to be there Saturday, by the way? Yes, I will be here Saturday. Okay, well, I, I will see you Saturday. I'm going to bring my son. We're going to have some lunch, or we're going to go raise a flag and then come back and have some dinner. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'll see you Saturday. At the All very right, least. buddy. Look forward to seeing you. All right. Thank uh, you. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, sir. Appreciate your time. We're going to bring in somebody else here. Um I got a, a little bit of time before the top of the hour where my next announcement, I'm going to drop it right now. Uh, Kathleen Saucier, if you don't know who she is, she has been on Kennedy. She has been on a number of Fox shows talking about her son, Chris Saucier, and the inequality or... Uh, injustice between, you know, people like me, everyday American people, and HRC. I, I don't, I, that's all I can do. I can't say that name. I really can't. I, I mean, I can get away with Obozo, but I can't say the rest of HRC. It just doesn't come out. I get a mental block or whatever it is. Um, and she's going to be on after the top of the hour break. So stay tuned for that if you're listening in. The, the call-in number is 424-258- Nine two two zero. If you're listening in right now, uh, the phone lines are open. Once you hear that little recorded message and you hear the show again, press the number one button, and we'll see about getting you on. 
I've got Chuck on the line, I believe, and I'd like to hear what he has to say. Chuck, are you there, sir? Yes, Keeper, I am here. Hey, Chuck, how you doing, brother? Oh, just sitting here enjoying the record-setting heat wave out here in the middle of the, the country. Uh, record-setting heat wave. What are you listen? What are you looking at, like temperature-wise, man? Um, for this time of year, uh, we're averaging twenty plus degrees above average. Wow. Um, our temperature outside right now, uh, and it's dark out, is still above average. <laughs> And and what state are you in, just to let people know? I'm out here in Kansas. And it should be kind of cold right now, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. And we should have snow on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this stuff is crazy. And people want to, I'm actually in a, a discussion about, you know, global warming and global climate change and all that stuff. I don't even know what I'm supposed to call it right now. Well, you and I had this talk here a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, we, we well, we talked about it a couple of times, but I made another one with a couple other people, and I'm waiting for uh, I'm waiting for a rebuttal uh, with it. And I hope that Mr. John Castle is listening tonight. If he doesn't, you know, he'll get back to me if he listens in archive. He actually happens to be in some other part of the world other than the United States, but we talk back and forth. I would love to meet this cat in person. I haven't yet. Uh, we have have had many great discussions. He is, he's called me out on many things, and I've had to back up and say, okay, yeah, you're right, um, which I don't have a problem doing. Uh, so you're sitting in, in 10 degree uh, warmer than average for this oh, time yeah, of year? More, more than, we're rubbing in 20 to 30 degrees above average. And the temperature that's outside right now is still, above average, and it's after dark. I'm sitting outside in a T-shirt with my feet up, listen, looking at the stars. In Kansas. And listening to the wow. radio. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you for listening. You know, uh, for people that don't know, um, this is Chuck Hyman. He's been on my show. He's been my guest a couple of times, uh, more than a handful, I think. And he has a Facebook page called Mid-America Land Restoration. You can check out uh, the website midamericalandrestore.org. dot com dot com okay dot um, com midamericalandrestore dot com and find out yeah. some really cool stuff. Uh, if you've got a farm, if you have a, even even soil you're worried about at home, all of the fallout coming from Fukushima, all the fallout coming from Chernobyl. Uh, because they just tried to put a new cap on this thing, they could they they couldn't build it in place because it's still so hot. You know, compare that to you know Fukushima. I mean, we got dead fish coming up everywhere, and unfortunately, we just had a huge fish die off uh, because they were stuck in the locks. Um, two three days ago, couldn't get back out to sea because they were chased in by you know maybe some bluefin tuna. But hey, that's the way it goes. Uh, this stuff that he's got will help rebuild and renourish the soil that you grow whatever food you you got. It's not remediate. Worms. Yeah, remediate. It's not worms. It's not ladybugs. It's actually stuff that you can mix into the soil um, and you know help it flourish once again. If you believe in uh, the environment, if you want to enhance the environment and protect the environment, you all need to listen to this stuff. You need to go check this out. I mean, really, just, you really, really do. 
sustainability in general, period. Yeah, but, across uh, the board. This isn't what I called in for tonight. I was listening to you early on, and uh, you was talking about uh, the possibilities for Attorney General. Right. And one of the names on that list, believe it or not, I would rather see over Ted Cruz and some of the other ones. One of the names on that list I've actually met face-to-face several times with, and I've actually sat down and we discussed this environmental issues we're facing over supper. Okay. Chris Kobach is the one, another name that's being thrown around. He's on the list. And not only that, but he's being also looked at for the uh, immigration reform because he's already wrote some well, of the stiffest immigration laws in this country. Well, that would be cool. But, I mean, how about the Department of the Interior? And if he is, you know, if you've had a conversation with him and he is worried about the environment and the land and things like that, wouldn't that be the better place to, you know, you know have that kind of an appointment? Well, as far as I'm concerned right now, if I can keep talking to, to Chris and educating him, anywhere near Trump is fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I got no argument with you there. You know, it, you know, getting somebody in his administration that I've talked to, that I don't have a problem talking to, somebody that I've already educated is a good thing. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's, there's still a huge debate over, you know, climate change and global warming and all of that stuff. There really still is a huge debate. You've got, and this is something that I keep looking into time and time again. Um, I am not, personally, I am not a believer in global warming or no. global climate change. Okay. They've already proven that of a, a hoax. I've seen way too many articles how climate warming is. Right. Okay. And, and, and you know, you, the, the Arctic shelf is growing at like some tremendous rate. Okay. Now, if you want to do what you can to the, you know, to help or enhance the environment um, and help maintain it, you need to pr- plant broadleaf trees. Don't go plant a pine tree. They're pretty to look at. They, they suck to climb. I mean, as you, if you're a little kid, you know, I mean, the, the the pine gets all over your hands. You can't wash it off or get it off unless you use WD-40. I mean, if you want to help the environment, go plant a tree that has big leaves, a maple, an oak leaf, a banana, a rubber tree, a magnolia, something that has big leaves. Okay. Right now, uh, they, any tree, because because of <laughs> Fukushima, we have such a large tree die-off all the way across well, the country because the trees have already absorbed as much as they can. Um, I can see it every year, more and more trees out here in, in the middle of the country. Big rainstorms come along, and guess what? Three, four days later, if you're sitting underneath them and looking up through them, you see pinholes in all of the leaves. What in the world do you yeah. think is in a the rain that's strong enough to burn a leaf up? Radiation coming from Fukushima, thank you very much. Exactly. And when we have these trees dying off at massive rates, guess what? Our trees are our number one oxygen producer. Um, no, our, number two. They're number two or three. The ocean, which has also been over-contaminated, 
mm-hmm. uh, was number it's one. It's more methane than it is anything else. Okay. So, somebody's getting a phone call. Um, yeah, I, I'm ignoring it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's um, the I mean, daughter. It, I'll get a hold of her later. <laughs> Man, don't 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 say no to the family. I mean, maybe she might be, be interested in calling in. Uh, uh, more likely, she's got something she wants Dad to come and do. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, can you buy this for me, Daddy? I need this fixed. Um, hey, no, this one here takes care of her own bills. Well, at least I've got her okay. doing that on her own. Okay, cool. Um, you know the the things that we're looking at. Okay, Donald Trump has actually said that global warming is a hoax. He's actually mm-hmm. said that. Okay. Now, whether or not you you are a fan of global warming as something that is actually transpiring or not, there are still things that you can do to reduce your carbon footprint, which is, you know, what they're going to try and regulate here in the well, had HRC become president, they would try to regulate that to get more money out of you and suck you dry. Um, you can still do something about it. You really can, okay? You can go plant trees, okay? If you regularly uh, drive yourself to work, you can still carpool, okay? One more road, one more vehicle off the road does great. Even though the standards of the EPA and all that stuff has regulated automobiles to have, you know, a certain amount of, you know, emissions, blah, 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 blah. You can still help that. You can go to midamericalandrestore.com and find out what that's all about. You can still recycle. And I'm not saying, what, you know, when I was a kid, I'm literally a kid, like 8, 9, 10 years old, there was this huge push, maybe a little bit older, huge push to get chlorofluorocarbons out of aerosol sprays because it was determined that the CFC was the biggest uh, problem to the atmosphere. Atmosphere. Okay. Now, since those have been, you know, obliterated, not no longer used, the atmosphere has been repairing itself. The hole in the ozone and all that stuff has been closing, thankfully. Now they're worried about carbon emissions, CO2. But again, there are still things that you can do. Okay, ride a bike to work walk to the store, all that all that menial stuff that nobody actually wants to do because it's too much of a personal inconvenience. Or better yet, just shut down all the nuclear power plants. Shut down the nuclear power plants, shut down all the coal factories in China. I mean it would and India because their industry is growing at like eight, six and eight percent. Okay. Shut all that down. You know, stop putting, you know, huge pollutants into the air. If a volcano goes off all right, let that pollute the air instead of humans. And, I, you know, again, I'm still going through this debate. Well, not debate. It's, it's, it's actually a very comfortable discussion about, you know, pros and cons of or, or, or negatives and, 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 you know, absolutes or whatever it might happen to be about global warming. It's very, very insightful, and I've learned a lot from it. You know, I'm digging into this stuff. Um, I'm still a proponent of global warming as a hoax. I mean, the ocean levels have risen like 0.03% in like 15, 20 years. I don't think the the polar ice cap is melting so fast that it's putting too much um, fresh water into 
you know, the, the oceanographic currents or whatever it happens to be, uh, there's still, we don't know enough. And I don't want government to spend a whole bunch of money, of my money, on digging into this stuff. Let, let you know, the individual, let the capitalistic side of things find that out. Because if it's, if it's driven that way, it's not going to be bent in any way, shape, or form to, you know, dictate how we should go. It's going to be the real deal, or at least it should be the real deal. And I can't, you know, guarantee that. But anyway, um, Chuck, you know who's coming on tonight here in another couple right. of minutes? I heard you announced a little bit a little bit ago and uh haven't really heard uh heard much out of that that one, so I'm not real keen on exactly who it is. Well, Kathleen Saucier, um I reached out to her like literally just before the show, seeing if she wants to come on. Kathleen Saucier is the mother of Chris Saucier who has been uh convicted for a year of prison time for taking six pictures on a submarine back in the day when it was still legal to have a cell phone, when they, pretty much when they kind of came out, where everybody was starting to carry him, um, took six pictures on his phone of classified information that has since been declassified. Uh, so he gets to spend a year in prison away from his family his new child, his wife, mom, of course. Uh, and Kathleen is going to give us some updates about what's going on um, here on the other side of the top of the hour break. She has been on Sean Hannity. She has been on, I want to say, uh, Culture. Um, a couple other things on Fox because nobody else is brave enough because it's outside the box of their purview. And they're accepted and required, or uh, it's all just that like other stuff. I said earlier about this media and circus. Yeah, it, they all it go is exactly out. that. It is a media circus. Mm-hmm. Big so top, we're hear from free her. ring, craziness <laughs> circus. So we're going to hear from her on the other side of the break, which we're going to take here in just a minute, um, ladies and gentlemen. I hope to have a new sponsor here coming up in the next couple of days, week, or whatever it happens to be. I want you to check out (laughs) – oh, brain fart. Let me get my notes here. You know what? We'll be right back. I'll do this after the break. All right. I'll get my notes, and I'll do the cold read after the break. I should have been more prepared. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Plenty more of Keeper's Minds Pool right after this. Don't go away. 
wrong. Shots fired. At DaveBrayUSA.com. Definitely want to check the video out. I worked with uh, an organization called Lesma. It's a media watchdog for police officers when officers and, and law enforcement are being misrepresented in social media and these, all these different causes that are out there, you know, sort of pushing the blame. You know, they go out and they break laws for no reason just to prove that the cops, A, have to be police. They don't choose the laws they uphold. They uphold the laws because that's their job. It, whether they're passive laws or aggressive laws, they go out and break them for the reason of to get a police response, which is just wasting taxpayer dollars and I wish people would see that. These cops are putting themselves in harm's way on a daily basis. When your dad's a police officer and he goes to work, he straps on a gun and a badge. But these people are going into harm's way, you know, um, and it's it's an, it's an honorable job. It's one of the hardest jobs and it takes a special person. And I think in this day and age, um, you know, we should be rallying behind them. But this one, this song, Last Call, is about a fallen officer sort of giving his last sort of will and testament over the radio after he's been in a gunfight and he's hit and he's pinned down and he's not going to make it and he just sort of gives his words. Stand by for a special announcement for emergency traffic only. 1145. Prince William calling 1145. This is the final call for 1145. Officer Ashley Gwendon, end of watch, February 27th, 2016. May you rest in peace. You're listening to Keepers Mind Cold. Wednesday nights, 7 Eastern, 424-258-9220. If you ever find yourself in or near Matthews, Virginia and want some great food, If you're hungry for barbecue or even just a family-style lunch or dinner, stop in and see Big Daddy and the family at Cobbs Creek Diner. Check out the daily specials and great homemade desserts. The barbecue is prepared and smoked to perfection on site, something you don't often see. So stop on by and say hi. Cobbs Creek Diner, located at 12 Linden Avenue, Cobbs Creek, Virginia, where 198 meets great taste. Hey, this is Jordan Page, giving a shout-out to Keeper's Mind Pool, and just tune in to These Guys Are Awesome. Hey, this is Mike, and I listen to Mind Pool every Wednesday. Welcome back to Keepers Mind Pool. Thank you for sticking with me. You know, I, I was trying to bring your, to your attention Tanglewood Soap Company. Patricia takes great pride in, in quality, not quantity, ensuring you get the freshest from scratch soaps you will find anywhere. With over 100 different scents, you won't be disappointed. Lotions, scissors, plant infusions, and natural exfoliants that are just right for those with skin-related ailments. Tanglewood Soap Company. Find 
find them on Facebook or visit them in person, 410 North Main Street, Marksville, Louisiana. Call them direct, 318-253-6355. Tango with Soap Company, where soap becomes art. Check them out. Go look them up. i got to get that in uh, actual commercial form so that we can put the stuff back up there. It, it's... It, 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 I'm, I'm almost like beside myself tonight. You know, um, I am and have been blessed by, you know, being able to bring information that I do. Um, you know, having Chuck on the line, you know, and, and having him talk about midamericalandrestore.com, uh, being able to bring information that promotes health for the environment because I know a lot of people, you know, are into that. Um, laughing at the kinds of things that are going on because people want to cry because their candidate didn't win. Um, I think that it's it's time to look at some of the, the hypocrisy and, you know, the, the opposition and, and maybe take a look at where they're coming from and why they're coming from that standpoint. And, you don't – on the other side of the hour, uh, I was hoping to have uh, a guest host, Lady Liberty, and I had spoken about um, how that she and I do not see eye to eye on everything. And we don't have to agree with each other to like or respect each other. And that's why she and I still respect each other. That's why she and I still like each other. She comes from a different place from my thinking. And because I will listen to people, you know, play some kind of empathy in where they're coming from on myself, I can come to an understanding. I can come to a place of respect. I can come to a place of um, mutual agreement. And not enough of people across America, you know, do that. Uh, we got to embrace the other side. Not well, not necessarily embrace it, but we have to be willing to at least listen to it. We have to do that. And if we don't do that, we are closing ourselves off to a whole other other type of thinking, a whole other way of understanding. And you know, the mainstream media has done such a fantastic job to get you to believe in one candidate over another. It just really boggles my mind. And that's where I want to bring in um, my surprise guest because I didn't, I didn't drop any of this. I, I did not bring this to anybody's attention. And I say this as a, as a surprise, even though I knew that you were going to be here, Kathleen. This is a surprise to my listeners. This is Kathleen Saucier. If you don't know about this lady, um, she has been on Hannity. She has been on a number of other Fox shows um, talking about the the hypocrisy of the Department of Justice when it comes to how HRC has done what she's done and how her son did what he did and how it is so unfair. So if you will please welcome to the program Kathleen Saucier. She's going to give us an update about what's going on, how her son is doing, 
Um, and it, I hope that, you know, you can give an address to where people might be able to write to him and support him and uplift him to a certain extent um, to you or somebody else. So, Kathleen, please welcome. Thank you to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come back on again. And um, now I think my my mission and my statements are a little clearer than they were the last time I was on because we were still in such a bit of confusion. It's not that it's not confusing now, but um, as you mentioned, I had an opportunity um, in this storm to uh, be a voice in many ways of, to speak out against double standards and, and the hypocrisy that you're talking about. Um, we, Since I talked the last time on the show, um, we started a Facebook page, American Patriots Against Double Standards. And um, we'll repeat it again before I go, but that's really the best place to get in contact with me is to message directly through that page. And then um, one of the things that we're doing is people are actually contacting me through there. We're sharing the messages with Chris when we speak with him on the phone because, as you mentioned, my son, um, I'll just give a little down low in case there's different listeners tonight, but in 2009, when my son was 22 years old, he was stationed aboard a fast attack submarine, and during that time, there were no cell phone bans, and although the guys at 22 knew that they shouldn't be taking photos, my son and many of the other young men on the submarine took photos, um, and unfortunately, my son's phone was lost and discovered and turned over to the FBI and the Department of Justice, and we since 2009 have gone through just a horrendous nightmare until this year um, when he made the decision after um, financial ruin, spending everything we had, both of us um, and his family, as well as threats and intimidation by the Department of Justice and the FBI, he made the decision to accept a plea, um, and he did that. We did not go to trial, and he was sentenced to one year in federal prison, which he reported to federal prison on October 12th. Um, through all of that, I have started to really speak out about the double standards. As you mentioned, I was on Hannity, Fox. Um, I was actually did a video for the Trump team um, that was used on their Twitter for uh, Donald Trump Twitter team before the election to talk about the double standards. And um, my screaming about the fact that my son had six photos at the lowest level of classification on an insecure device and Hillary Clinton and her staff had thousands and thousands of emails um, on an insecure device. And in, the other part is that my son, there was no evidence that he ever transmitted those photos or shared those photos, whereas an email is transmitted. That's what it does. Um, so yeah. those emails were transmitted and on very high levels of classification as well. And as we, I'm sure you've talked about when I've done TV shows, you know, people died because of emails that were leaked out, the Benghazi, you know, incident that occurred, and people's lives were lost because of her carelessness. Yeah. No, I mean, not just Benghazi. Uh, there was also an, an Iranian scientist that was you know, talking to uh, the American uh, uh, FBI, CIA, Department of Justice, whatever, um, he ended up dead because of the the unsecured uh, server that HRC had. I can't say right. the name. I know. Um, so, I, it's kind of like Voldemort from Harry Potter, you know, that <laughs> name that shall not be mentioned. Right. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, but um, we've, 
you know, where where we at now, where we are at now, and we're going forward. Um, one of the things that's kind of risen out of the dust is um, some people, such as Rudy Giuliani, um, some other people on different shows have brought up the fact that they believe my son should be pardoned. Um, something that we hadn't really thought much about, but we are looking into that now, and we actually through the Facebook page, found an amazing attorney who's also a veteran who happens to live near us that's offered his services pro bono um, oh, to, meet with, yes, to meet with my son, to talk with him and his wife about what's the next step, what can we do to look at the case and how things happened. And we're hopeful that, you know, for his future, whatever that means, whether it's a pardon or whether there's something that could come after, you know, where he does serve his time and do his sentence and he then is, you know, possibly able to go forward with a better future. But um, some of the things that we've done, as I said, is set up the American Patriots Against Double Standards. There's two of the guys that are editors on my page served with my son aboard the submarine. Um, And so one of them is Atomic Gene and then the other one is Fatty Patty. And um, they both are amazing young men who asked to be able to support in whatever way they could. And they feel strongly that what happened to Chris was completely out of, first of all, out of what they feel is any range of any type of punishment that should have happened. In addition, they're so, so angry about the double standards with her name that shall not be mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yes. You know, since since that time, okay, um, how is Chris's morale? How's he doing? I mean, he's been in there, you know, roughly a month, um, you know, a couple of weeks, three weeks, whatever it happens to be. I mean, how is he? How is he doing? I mean, I know he's not in solitary confinement, but he's still in basically federal prison. Right. How's he so doing? The, how's he doing? So the, the first week he was in solitary, which is kind of normal process and procedure, I guess. It, although it stinks, you know, sucks is basically the word, but um, he was there, and now he's in a federal camp, and there's a lot more freedom, obviously, than there is in a in a high-security federal prison. It is federal prison. They are federal inmates that he's with. Um, some of the things that I think keep him going every day, number one, as I said, we're we're six hours round trip away from the prison when, when I go and visit with Sadie, his wife, but we make the trip twice a week so that he can see her and the baby. Um, so that is what one of the things that keeps his spirits up. Another thing is that um, he is able to call home. So at night, and so Sadie reads him some of the messages that are on Facebook page about the support and how they want to help him. Um, he's aware of me being on the news. Um, a lot of the other inmates actually say, Hey, I saw your mom on the news tonight, you know, and he doesn't watch the news himself because as you, you said, you can't mention her name. He can't even see her or hear anyone talk about her. He gets so upset and angry. So, um, he's getting the news through the others there. And then on a positive note, when you're in prison, you get assigned a job. So, um, as as you know, I have a strong faith, so we all kind of prayed a lot. And um, it was amazing because Chris was assigned the job of um, being an assistant dog trainer. They train dogs in this prison for veterans for PTSD. And so uh, Chris was blessed with getting that job, and I'm just so thankful. All right, take a breath, take a breath, take a breath. 
you know, it, it the the kinds of things that you've you've been through, okay, um, you know, with your son having to go through this, you know, obviously, uh, any mother is paying attention to this that, that has you know any kind of interest in this. Um, you know, it, it can feel right along with you, and I know that. Okay, I feel this, and and and. Anytime I look at something that you put out there on social media, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm like biting off my fingernails, sitting on the edge of my seat, and hoping that the things that, that you're talking about come to fruition. Um, the, the, him being appointed to the PTS dog uh, animal thing, it, it's absolutely fantastic. It's something that he can, you know, get a hold of. And, and you know, so, you know, we, you know, everybody in prison has to have, you know, something that they, you know, let's go knit or, or needle point or whatever happens. No, that's not what it's about. You know, knowing you through, and knowing Chris through you, I wish I could meet this young man, I, and I will, once he is, once he's, you know, been released and all that, and hopefully it's sooner than a year because uh, I, I just can't wait. I just don't like waiting. Um <laughs> I just, I really don't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm an impatient person. Um, I want to shake this young man's hand. Okay. Um, it's not about. He didn't. He wasn't even, you know, doing what he did for whistleblowing. Um, but to be, to be, um, put in charge of, you know, training a PTSD animal. Um, it says a lot about his character. And even within, um, you know, Leavenworth and all of that other stuff, blah, 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 um, it says a lot about his character. It really, really does. Um, he, I guess he maybe walks with some kind of uh, authority and people respect him for who he is just outright. I can't, I, because I haven't met him in person, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't, I'm just suggesting that. I can already tell you, you know, I love this guy uh, through you, okay? And sure, mom has, you know, that, that, that thing that's going on. You know, you, you can't, you know, you, you can't negate that. You have to listen to that. Mom always is partial. Yeah, got it, love it, understand it. Good. If you are, you know, any kind of a person, you've got that. But this kid has been standing on his own two feet making his own decisions um, probably since before he was 18. And him being appointed to, you know, raising a, a, a PTSD uh, dog is absolutely phenomenal. And there's something else that I caught um, that you posted on social media um, about Toys for Tots. Sure, yeah, so... Um, Chris has a one-year-old daughter, and people. We did set up a GoFundMe account. That's all to help support with the bills. Well, um, because obviously financial ruin over these years, and then now he's in prison. And he's not bringing home money, you know, to pay the bills. So we did that. But what people have said, oh, can we send the baby a, a toy? Can we do this? Christmas is coming because you know I post the pictures of the baby and everything on the page, and um, so. <laughs> His wife and I talked some, and, you know, we thought, you know, she's one years old. She's got so many toys. 
she doesn't really need any more toys. And so we thought, you know, let's look for something that we can do that had meaning to Chris because when Chris was in the Navy, one of the things that he used to volunteer his time doing was collecting the toys from the collection places and bringing them to the Marines, you know, the whole Navy and the Marines relationship thing, right? But, uh, <laughs> yep, yep. As and, contentious uh, as it is. <laughs> that's right. So he used to do that, and he really liked doing that. And so we started talking about Toys for Tots, and then my sister brought to my attention that there's also a, a program called, I think it's Angel Ministries. I've left them a message today, but they – um, they collect toys for kids who have a parent in prison. And so I'm going to get a little teary again, but we thought, you know what, maybe what we should do is try to see if, if we can ask people, instead of sending a toy for for Cassie, because she has everything she needs for toys, that if they could donate a toy in her name, you know, maybe in her age range, like 12 to 24 months, and that would be something that would mean a lot to all of us. So we're in the process of putting that together. And um, as soon as I have that information, I'll post it on the page. And that way I know it's nationwide and anyone anywhere can do it. But if they don't have a local place that does the prison ministry, you know, there might not be a large prison nearby, then we're going to ask that they donate a toy to Toys for Tots in Cassie's name. Angel Ministries has been around for um, oh, a decade or more. Yep. Uh, and you know, not only do they you know uh, uh, minister to inmates, okay, they do a lot more of 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 a kind of a behind the scenes things. And right. I when we spoke earlier, you didn't tell me that name. And if you had told me that name, I would have been able to bring more information. Uh, my first... Okay, send me, send me some. I did go on to their <laughs> webpage, and I got a phone number, and I called um, them, and I left a message. My first uh, – <laughs> this is going to blow your mind, Kathleen. My first uh, introduction to uh, Angel Ministries was when I was about 16 years old. I'm 47. Uh, my My dad – actually uh, someone that would go into um, a, a prison and minister to these guys. Oh, wow. And prob- probably girls, okay? Um, so Angel Ministries has been around for a long, long time. I'm, I'm, I'm old. I'm, old. I'm almost as old as dirt, okay? You're almost uh, as old as me, but you're not close. <laughs> you're not there. But that's awesome um, because that's just an affirmation for me that that was that my sister sent me the right thing that we're on the right track because I think it's a you know toys for tots means a lot to Chris because Chris always growing up he was my only kid so of course he always had presents and so one of the things we did every year was we always got toys we adopted a kid from an angel tree and um, right so it was a big thing for Chris to do that. And so I didn't know that when he got older that he still did that. And then I found that out. So that was why we thought yeah. this would be really cool to do for him. Yeah. You know, I mean, that is, that is one of the things that is so awesome. I mean, you and dad, I guess, I mean, I don't know where dad is. I don't know where Chris's dad is. And if you go, want to go into that, you can, I don't care, but um, at least you, um, have been doing the right kinds of things 
bringing heart to uh, your son and Chris. And that obviously has been shown in you know his life. And here we are having to deal with him being in prison for taking six pictures, ended up on a phone, found in a dump for crying out loud. What are the odds of that? What are the odds of that? I mean, come on, people. Let's think about this stuff. I do believe that Chris Hoss here was set up by someone somewhere so that they could get money, and he was going to be a scapegoat for everybody else that was doing the same thing at the time. I'm guilty of that. I will tell you without doubt I am guilty of that. When I was in boot camp, okay, we had something called field day. I am a Canon crew member. I walked out of the National Guard as a sergeant. You know, let me burp here really quick. I said, you know what? I'm done with this. This is this is garbage. You know, Desert Storm was over, which is when I went in. Nothing else is going on. Everybody that that you know goes to the National Guard and continues. This is this is like you know half-assed stuff. There's no respect. There's no actual structure. National Guard was a joke. And I walked out. I said, fine, I'm done. I'm out. Peace. I went to the Los Angeles riots because of Rodney King and all that stuff. Activated, you know, well, federal activation. Okay, let's go. All right, fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me take a break here and breathe really quick because this is like flashback material. Anyway, so Chris's his morale is okay. Can people that are listening to him, listening to the show, can they write to him directly, or do they need to go through something something else? Right. So what we've been asked to do, and this is by Chris um, and his wife, is that I give people on the Facebook page, if they're interested, they can private message me, and I give them my post office box, and then we read the letters. We'll tell you why, because at first Chris got some letters, and, you know, they were okay, and then sometimes people don't always say the right things, Um, so it it was pretty, you know, you said his morale's okay. Well, it's the best it can be with what's going on. And I know you understand what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so we've decided to kind of filter things for him. And that's right. my, you know, so the letters come to me and then we read the letters to him over the phone. Um, and we're not allowed to bring anything in with us when we go in. So we can't have anything with us, but we can read them over the phone. We can tell him, Hey, Chris, you got this letter the other day. They're like really proud of your service. Or, you know, they want you to just hang in there and stay strong and, you know, keep the attitude up, do the best you can. And so we tell them those things, and that seems to help. Instead of him reading it, and sometimes people don't always say the right things, you know. So um, we kind of try to filter it in a sense where his wife and I are trying to to protect him. Um, One of the things I do want to mention is that since we started the Facebook page, we're now like about 16,000 followers, but... Um, it's about 
Chris, but it's really about, like, you know, you said, raising awareness about double standards, not just with Chris, not just the comparison of the mishandling classification, which is so clear, a double standard. Right, right. But um, I've gotten quite a few other moms that have seen me or heard me on TV and um, have contacted me, and they have sons that are military sons, and they are in prison. And some of them are for some pretty um, suspicious things similar to what had happened to Chris. And so um, I've kind of connected them through a Facebook chat, myself and the other ladies, the other moms, just kind of try to encourage each other, try to give each other suggestions on how to stay positive and going forward, continue to remind. um, I write to one of the boys who can get mail um, and tell him that he can do this and stay strong and stuff. And so it's been another way for me to connect and a mission for me to connect with other moms so we don't feel alone. So, all right, so um, if, if people would like to write a letter, where do they send it to? Yep, so what they do is they just go on to American Patriots Against Double Standards and message, because even though the message goes to our page, I'm the one that responds to all the messages. So um, they can either message you and, and, and you can connect them to me, you know what I'm saying? You private message on my personal Facebook page, which they can do as well, or message me on the American Patriots Against Double Standards, and then I'll send them my, my post office box and, you know, so that way I know a letter might be coming from that particular person and I keep my eyes out for it. Right. Instead of getting, well, you suck. You shouldn't have done that. Why did you take so many pictures? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Right. I mean, that is exactly, you know, the the hypocrisy that's going on. Uh, you know, here's this kid, 18, 19, 20 years old. I mean, I took pictures. Well, did I? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hang on. No, I didn't take pictures. Um, I was 20 or 21 years old when I went in, and I didn't know, you know, grain of sand one about 9-11, anything like that. It hadn't happened yet. Uh, I didn't know who Saddam Hussein was. I didn't know about the Iraqis, uh, nothing. I didn't know anything about that. I wanted to get out of where I was and do something different. I signed up as a Canon crew member, and on <laughs> the day that I was, the day that I graduated, the day before, excuse me, the day before I graduated, uh, Desert Storm had already taken place. I read about it in the newspaper. I was like, yeah, all right, let's go, well, you know, because you know, it's all gung-ho when you come out of boot camp. I was ready to go. Let's, you know, let's go like blow stuff up. I was, you know, I, I was driving an M109 self-propelled howitzer and wanted to go blow stuff up. And that like you said, happen. that you know, the the young man that's proud of what they're doing, that's excited about it. This is cool. I mean, that was the mentality of what was going on with those guys at the time. Was it right? No, it wasn't right. And like you said, many of them were doing it, you know, and in fact, a couple yeah. of them got caught right then and they were fined and reduced to rags. They went to captain's mast, you know, the official thing in the military for the, for the Navy. And, you know, that, yeah. that was what the reprimand was. And sadly, that, that didn't happen been. to Chris. Right. It yeah. was what it should have been. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, here we, you know, the circle 
uh, the hypocrisy, the double standards. You know, I mean, uh, how many people, when you're paying attention, even you know, I and I, I hate to say this, but the double standard of mainstream media going on and, and, and defending HRC, defending um, BHO. Um, and then you know, looking at you know Chris, it's it's just so incredible, and I have to give you a huge amount of respect because you are his voice. Nobody else would be his voice. Mainstream media would not be his voice because it is so ridiculous to have the kinds of you know we've had a couple of generals or a couple of majors or whatever. In, in the military structure that had been discredited and disbarred or thrown out or whatever for, you know, sleeping with somebody and leaving classified documents on a the table. Then we've got HRC. I, I, oh, I can't say her name. You already know that. Mm-hmm. Um, having all these emails on a private server through Huma, yeah, Huma Wiener, Huma Abedin, whatever her name is, um, and, you know, the pedophile, you know, looking at this stuff, and the maid, how is this, I mean, how is this not wrong? How has she not been indicted? And here Chris is spending time in prison for taking six pictures when there was no mandate, military law, um, anything of that type in place saying that you shouldn't take pictures of this. Well, and what I can to, say to is, be, and, I, and I think you phone, know, right. to have his phone found in a dump for crying out loud, it just doesn't make right. any sense to me. Well, and I, and again, I don't want to excuse this behavior because uh, although there was no cell phone ban, they knew that they weren't. It was classified area. Do you know what I mean? So we don't want to yeah. necessarily say he didn't do anything wrong because he did something wrong, and many others did something wrong as well, but. Again, the standard, the double standard is really clear. And the other part we need to talk about is that it, they were at the lowest level of classification. There was no intent found by the judge. He said, if I thought there was any intention other than a 22-year-old kid being proud of where he worked, he said we'd have a very different conversation right now. Right, exactly. And, and so, and so that, that to me, and you know, the other part I brought up, as you said, being a voice for Chris, and not just being a voice for Chris, because although Chris is a clear comparison, apples to apples, we're not talking apples to oranges. If it had been where they dealt with him in the military, we would have been talking apples to oranges, and it would have been difficult for me to have a clear argument of double standards. But when they took it outside of the military and put it into the civilian world, and the Department of Justice and the federal government, the FBI, decided to take this case over, now we're talking apples to apples. And what she yeah. did and what her staff did, let's not excuse her staff either, nor the other name that shall not be mentioned that sits in the big house right now. That person <laughs> as well had access yeah. to that information, and that's pretty much been proven, but nobody wants to talk about it. No. So you've got these little guys like my son Chris and many others that have done something so in comparison like a bit of, a bit of sand under your shoe compared to a huge pile of you-know-what, poop. And so, (laughs) 
I mean, that's what's happening. And that, that's why, to me, I'm like, hello, is anybody else not seeing this? You know, am I, am, I, am I crazy? Because you said mainstream media. So I can tell you, when I reached out to different media outlets, the only ones that even were interested was Fox News. The first one was Sean Hannity. And after Sean Hannity, I spoke with Greta Van Sistern. The day before she left, I was on her show. And, yeah. But each time it was Fox Network that would be speaking with me. Of course, other radio networks would, but CBS, ABC, NBC, CNN, none of those had any interest in speaking with me whatsoever. Yeah. So why was that? Well, you know, as I said earlier, on, on the other side of the hour, all of them, you know, kind of, they, they kind of coagulate around the same kind of people. It's a click. Media has become a click, like in high school, which is why they all reacted in a high school fashion with Donald Trump winning. They were speechless. They were crying or almost in tears. That mentality... And it's the same thing with college right now because people have not grown up enough uh, to, to you know, you know, actually embrace well, the fact they're having a temper tantrum because being, they didn't get their way. <laughs> yeah. They were not taught, like I was, like I think that you were, to be gracious losers. And, you know, everybody got a trophy at some way, shape, at some time in their lives, and, you know, I'm just as special as the person that got first place. No, you're not. You didn't win first place. You need to work harder to get there. That's not what's being taught anymore. And it hasn't been for a number of years. Well, and thank goodness we didn't have a different outcome. But let's say we had a different outcome in the election. If any one of us were doing what they were doing right now, let's talk about a double standard, we would be sitting in a a jail cell for inciting a riot, disturbing the peace, any of those things. Well, yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, and that goes to, you know, how mainstream is, is, is portraying everything. Oh, well, you know, it's okay, you know, it, you know, they're just dealing with their feelings and things like that. It's okay, we'll just let them go, you know. No, no. You spank, you spank them in the butt. You want to put them in a timeout chair? I don't care. You need to put it down and stop it. As a parent, if you're going to let your kids throw a temper tantrum, when I did that, my mom walked away. I don't know you. I don't know who. I don't. I don't know who, whose kid you are. And because I wasn't given any attention, I'm like, where'd mom go? Oh my gosh, where? Uh, uh, right. I guess I better but not the, do that again whole... because it didn't make any difference. Right. And the whole thing is that I, you know, I feel really strongly and part of the mission and purpose of our pages. There's other pages that do different, and that's okay because that's their mission and purpose. The mission and purpose of our page, and one of the things that we talked about very clearly with the editors before we went into this election and then after the election outcome was that our goal is to make comparisons about double standards. Although we might be tempted to throw people under the bus, particularly the day after, you know, our (laughs) goal is to focus on the double standards because we need to also focus on unity because if we want to bring this country back together as it should be as the United States of America, if our goal is to do that, we're not going to go low, as she said, 
because if you go low, we're not going to do that. Now, the people that are doing what they're doing, it's completely unacceptable behavior. And it shouldn't be tolerated. Burning the flag, doing the things they're doing to our flag, they're not, as far as I'm concerned, patriots or members of this United States. If they want to be a member of this United States, they need to respect the flag and respect those that serve the flag. And those that serve and protect us every day, our law enforcement, our emergency medical services, all of those people, because that's what needs to happen. Yes. You know, with all the things that are going on, you know, Donald Trump running, running on a platform of, you know, kicking out all illegals. That is the art of the deal. If you've not ever read that book, if you don't know anything about it, you always go for more than what you expect to get. And even Donald Trump is pragmatic enough to know that you're not going to kick out every illegal American or illegal immigrant that has you know, two generations here, even one generation here. Perhaps. Well, back I want to know where's, where's the rioting about our veterans that are homeless? Where's the rioting about our veterans that aren't getting care that they deserve? That and yet there's rioting about Im- illegal immigrants not being able to stay here in our country. And here's the thing I think everyone should have a right to, to live a happy, healthy life. If they want to come to our country, they need to come here legally. And there's a process to do that. But when they come here illegally and they take away benefits from our veterans who have served our country, I don't understand how people can't be screaming about that. Yeah, absolutely, because that that's the silent majority. That's the silent majority that actually voted to put Donald Trump in power, to put him in place, to represent the people that have not had a voice because it has been squashed by – every Democrat, every social media or every uh, uh, mainstream media outlet that they've not listened to. You know, I heard, heard a report today that Donald Trump was actually yelling and screaming, excuse me, not Donald Trump, Bill Clinton was yelling at John Podesta, you're not hearing what the American people are saying. You're not listening, which is why he was sidelined. And you didn't hear a whole lot about you know, Bill Clinton. You know, the people of America, if you're, if even immigrants, illegal immigrants that have come here and been here for, you know, one or two generations, grandparents, they've been here for many, many years, okay? I'm not looking to kick them out. I'm not looking to kick their kids out or anything like that. I don't think that Donald Trump is either. No, I don't believe he is either. And I believe that he has the same statement. If they're contributing to our country, He's, but they need, to, do, they need to provide them the opportunity to be here legally. Right. He is a pragmatist. He would like to reform the immigration laws while at the same time stopping illegal immigrants from coming into the country willy-nilly Correct. like the current Posotis is doing. Okay? He wants to curtail, like Jimmy Carter did back in the day, the amount of Syrian refugees coming into this country because we cannot verify all of them that they're, you know, they want to be here as, you know, and become Americans. That was one of the stipulations when immigration law first came into play. And nobody looks at that. 
oh, no, everybody's welcome here. It's okay. We're all about immigrants and blah, blah, blah. No. No. And people fail to understand that. They, they don't understand the difference. There's no differentiation bet- between either one. And that's the problem. If you want to come here and you want to become an American, you need to you know, adhere to the laws of America. If you want to be you know, a capitalist in America, great, good on you. Go do something that's going to benefit all of America. If you're going to come here and try and change the way we do things, you're going to get sent right the hell back out. And we, we need to need take you. care of our, our Americans first. Exactly, and and too few in the elite political forum don't understand that because they're only worried about getting reelected. That's why we need the term limits that Donald Trump has said he would try and input, and I hope that he does, and I'm going to push for that. I'm going to push for the Constitution Party coming up in the next four to eight years being you know, somewhere bigger or at least equal to the Libertarian Party because they got a whole bunch of good stuff going on. The kinds of things that were the, – the whole thing with Donald Trump being elected as president, as president opens the doors. It blows everything in the political establishment out of the water. Part about the that is, been, is we've, he's one man. And we must, as a country, come together and unite and, uh, and support that one man in making America great again. He cannot do this Absolutely. by himself. Absolutely. He needs, he needs each and every one of us. And if there's some that aren't going to follow along, you know, someone told me one day, and it was when I was trying to get people to understand my message, and there was a, a very wise person online said, you know what, Kathy, don't waste your breath on them because they're never going to hear you. You focus on the ones that are willing to listen, and there's many that are willing to listen. And he was absolutely right because there are many people. As I said, very short period of time, I think it was in three weeks, we got 16,000 followers on our page because people want – it was the message that people were listening to and that they were upset about was double standards because they saw it, they recognized it. That clearly tells me 16,000 people in the United States of America is just like a tiny little bit. But it tells me that something's happening. People are recognizing and acknowledging this is the America we're living in right now, and it needs to change. It does. And, you know, we, you know, conservatives are still paying a certain amount of attention to Donald Trump. We haven't, like, said, oh, okay, cool, Donald Trump's been elected. All right, we're good. Bye. Have a nice day. No, we can't do that. No. Now, as you said, we've got to still stand behind him. We still still have to, you know, make sure that he has the support he needs. You know, we still need to make sure that Chris has the support he needs. We still need to make sure that Dalton has the support that he needs. All the other Chris's in the Dalton, you're right. There's so many of them that don't have a voice. You know, and uh, and you know, next week I'm going to be bringing somebody. Uh, to the table, I hope I got to talk to a couple. Uh, you know, I got to talk to too many people in the next coming days to bring up something that is that is uh, similar to, not the same as, but similar to um, good old boy network versus the little guy kind of thing. Um, in Chris's case, the good old boy of the political establishment against the little guy uh, to bring this to light. And I was listening to a show. 
uh, the other night. I think it was, uh, I want to say Sunday night. It could be wrong. Uh, may have been last night. I've been sick, so my days are kind of blurry right now. Um, and I'm going to be talking about this uh, probably next week, if not if not the following week, um, about a young man who was, um, I believe, with the evidence that I've seen, uh, wrongly convicted and has been also incarcerated for the wrong reasons because of the full-on you know, monetary system as opposed to a honest justice system. Uh, this is what we're still fighting against. If you believe that Donald Trump can do it alone, you're wrong. If you think that um, the people that we have elected can do it without our voice behind them continuing to stand, you are mistaken. They need us. Uh, so I'm probably going to wrap up here really quick, but Kathleen, I still call you that because you haven't given me permission to call you Kathy yet, and I don't want to without your permission. You can call um, me Kathy whenever you want. Well, I'm not going to call you whatever I want. I'm going to call you. I'll probably <laughs> call you Kathleen until the day that I die. Um, <laughs> I just because I, I love that name, and I'm I've I've always always been a stickler for the full name. You know, people would ask me, "Can I call you Bob? Can I call you Bob?" You know, and I, no, you can call me Rob if you don't ask. But you've already asked, so now you got to call me Robert. Um, <laughs> but don't ever call me Bob. That was my grandfather's name, and we're well past that. So uh, my real name, for those that don't know, is Robert Kilpatrick, and you can look me up on Facebook. Otherwise, follow the Facebook page, Keepers Mind Pool, or follow on Twitter, at Mind Pool. Uh, you know, anytime I talk to you, Kathleen, it's it's always a pleasure because you you build my heart up, and when I listen to you, I know that this is near and dear to your heart, and I try and give you like some breathing room to like, okay, let me regroup a little because this is so so immediate to you, um, and I love you to death. Uh, you are always welcome here. Um, I'm sure that you, they granted you and said all that stuff to you on Hannity and Fox and all that stuff. Please, please come back. You know, you're always welcome. You're our friend of the show. Blah blah blah. But I do mean that. Thank um, you. And thank you for you know. I, last minute. This was literally last minute, ladies and gentlemen. Um, within you know 30 minutes of the program, I said, Kathleen, you want to come on the show? You know, talk about give me an update, how Chris is doing, all that stuff. Yeah, sure. Okay, I don't have the little one. Sure, I can come on. Because um, you know. Grandma is always there. Grandma's always going to be there. Mom's always going to be there. And when it comes to family, just like earlier tonight, my my other guest, co-host, Lady Liberty, couldn't be on because she had to go deal with some hooligan dealing with her child in in stupid and unright ways, um, has promised me that she's going to come back on at least twice. So, um, But uh, we're going to roll out of here. And I think that you would enjoy this particular song, Kathleen. Uh, This is from Madison Rising when Dave Bray was their lead singer. And you can probably still download this at madisonrising.com. And I also want people to check out davebrayusa.com. Check out the merchandise. Check out the material. Check out the sound. 
Um, he's got a couple of new songs out there, and he's actually on tour in a couple of different places. That's also out there at DaveBrayUSA.com. I'll be back after this really quick. Uh, just to wish everybody, you know, Merry Christmas and all that. So, or, well, let me get behind myself here. Happy Thanksgiving, because uh, we're in November, not December. But we'll be right back just after this. This is Madison Rising, American Hero Red, remastered deluxe edition of American Hero. We'll be right back. We believe in the American way. And we built this country called the USA. And we fly our flag because we're proud and free. We're Americans. Red, white, and blue is our way of life. Never back down from a challenge or a fight. Nature provides, God gives the rights. We're Americans. Make up America. But it's amazing America. Oh, yeah. We fish the waters and we hunt the lands. We force the deal with our own two hands. With what we've got, we do the best we can. We're Americans. DaveBrayUSA.com. Find out what's going over going on over there at DaveBrayUSA.com. Uh, speaking with Kathleen, I love that woman. Such a dynamite lady. The the voice of you know reason, uh, making sense of a whole bunch of the hypocrisy and double standards that we do need to stand against. Uh, again, she's been on Hannity. She's been on you know a couple of different other shows on Fox. Uh, amazing woman. Uh, check out the website or the Facebook page, 
and and listen in. Hopefully, the deplorables will be here back in a couple of days, and uh, the Liberty Restoration Information Show will be back here this Saturday and Sunday night. Uh, like I said, Keepers Mindful has gone through a couple of transitions, a couple of hiccups, but we're back. We're rocking and rolling and still keeping on, keeping on. Uh, have a great week, everybody. I love you. Thank you for being here. I do appreciate your time. Um, I want to hear from you. If you want to send us a, a an email, keepersmindpool at gmail.com. If you want to be a part of the program, get your voice heard, dial the phone number 424-258-9220. After the recording, press the number one button. Somebody will answer your program. I am going to be on WINN beginning next Tuesday. Be sure and pay attention to the update and the released information that's going to be coming forward in the next couple of days. If you like what you hear on this radio program, like the page Keepers Mind Pool, like the page WINN World Integrity News Network, and hear what is going on. Unbiased, truth-fed, fun, not politically correct. Have a great week. I will see you next time, everybody. Thank you for being here. Good night.